Goog's house. All right. There's new news out of the Pac-12, which means a lot of interesting things could be going on in the Big 12. So let's get to it and break down what next year's conference might look like. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougars, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Angel, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who came to step by, please be sure to hit subscribe down below. That way you can lace the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs the first thing you listen to in the morning each and every day. Uh, welcome back to YouTube channel. It's good to see you again. We are just over 600 subscribers. By the time you're listening to this, we're hoping to be up closer to 610 to 615, so keep hitting that subscribe button. Remember, when we get to 750, we're giving something away every 250 subscribers, and so we're giving away one of those Galen Robinson-designed uh, Houston Cougar Letterman jackets. It's got For the City on the back. It's really, really cool. Uh, we got an XL of those, so we're going to send that out uh, when we get to 750. So to get there, you got to make sure you hit subscribe down below. And leave a comment and a thumbs up so we know that you're listening and entered in the contest. It is Valentine's Day, so if after listening to this, you're tired of talking about the Big 12 and need something else to mention in the comment section, please tell us if you like chocolate, sour, or sweet candy. Now, today's episode is going to be looking at the Big 12. All three segments are with guest Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12. So without further ado, let's bring in Josh. All right, so we welcome in Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12. Josh, how are you? it's Monday evening. How are you doing on Monday evening? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I've just moved to Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, first day of my new job today. So trying to, I'm, I'm still with SiriusXM, finishing up with SiriusXM, still doing the podcast and started a new job this morning. So <laughs> wires are all over the place, are crossed right now. But uh, new setup, I'm, I'm feeling great and I'm fired up to talk about some some big picture stuff with you. Big picture indeed. I have to say though, Little Rock, Arkansas is kind of charming. I hope you enjoy it while you're there. I have. It's been very nice so far. It's I've been I mean I've, I've been here for a total of like five days between last week and this week, but uh it's been very nice and and uh it's it's a decent little market. <laughs> there you go. Um I want to talk to you some about the Big 12. So I guess kind of I was gonna say to the west of you, but really all around you. Um, but you've been doing locked on Big 12 for a while now, and so you've been watching this conference realignment all since really, I guess the rumors started. Um, first of all, what's that been like trying to cover the conference and the changing landscape of what originally was a fairly like concrete, like Texas and its neighbors conference? Yeah, um, it's it's obviously very interesting. I think it's the right way to put it. I will say this: like I think a lot of the coverage I, I've done is it's been a lot of, especially recently, is like Big Twelve versus Pac twelve stuff. And I I hate to do that. I, I really I you know like it's good content. It is fun. Um, but a lot of the anxiety and the, and the, you know, kind of un unsureness, I guess you could say that people in PAC 12 country are feeling right now. I, I was pretty honest talking about that. Um, you know, when that happened, like, cause the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma, Texas thing, you know, you mentioned rumors. There have been rumors about a lot of things that was not one, right. That was a, that was a clean, Oh my God, here's the news. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and, and a lot of anxiety and a lot of like, uh, you know, are people done picking off the Big 12 teams? And does it really even matter if they're done picking off Big 12 teams? And um, 
ever since the switch to Brett Yormark from Bob Bowles, we know Bob Bowles gets credit for getting the new schools in, but I think, I think the hiring of a guy like Brett Yormark is a, you know, one of the necessary moves that basically all conferences should kind of be going towards, unless it's like Greg Sankey. Cause I mean, the SEC, it doesn't really matter who's the commissioner. They're going to print money anyway. Big Ten's kind of in the same neighborhood, but I think Kevin Warren did a really good job with getting that, that television deal done. Um, but yeah, like I don't really know if you're getting an old guard person, like I'm not really sure what the deal is if you're a conference like the Big 12. And so get the Brett, you know, you get Brett your mark. And I think everything's been pretty, um, it's been all systems go since then, I think, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, so it's been interesting because it's been up and down, I think, emotionally for <laughs> Big 12, you know, for me, covers the Big 12 and also for fans of Big 12 teams, especially the Legacy Eight that are still in the league. The Legacy Ace in the League, uh, I've heard the Hateful Eight, I've heard the Irate Eight, I've heard all kinds of names, but I think Legacy right. Eight is probably the nicest. Um, I, I talked yesterday on the show, and I want to get your thoughts on Brett Yormark's comments over the weekend about growing the conference from coast to coast. Now, listeners know that Yormark is a unique guy to be a commissioner of a conference because he like is buddies with Jay-Z and Ram Barclays and yeah. Rock Nation Sports. Like He has big picture, big money ideas. What are you, when you heard the idea of a coast to coast Big 12 conference, what started spinning through your head? Well, you know, I, I think it's obviously like we love the regionality of college sports, and college sports is still very regional. You know, I'm in a market now where like it is, it's Arkansas Razorbacks, number one, two, and three. It's the biggest things happening, Razorbacks, you know, here. And, and you're in a different place, you know, you're in a city like Houston where there's so many people, so there are pockets of people who are really fans of you know, everything going on there, right? There's some people who are, you know, uh, Texans fans and Houston Cougar fans and an Astros fans. And then there's people, you know, who are maybe one of those two, or they have an allegiance to different places. Um, and so the big 12, you know, it's like, we've seen now the big 10 is a national conference, right? And if you're the big 12, like you need to push to be a national conference to, to try to get as much relevancy as possible because you are competing for third place and maybe even fourth place. The only reason the ACC is not in third place is because they've sunk themselves with a really bad television contract. Uh, a television contract that will not be not be expiring until 2036. Um, you're going to see a lot of these conferences hit the market twice before the ACC's television contract is up. So, you know, if you're competing for that, um, that you know, that third spot, like going nationals is a thing to do. And and Brett Yormark's been pretty adamant about this. Uh, I've talked about this a lot on my show, but the big dance is, you know, if you're a big picture guy. Um, you have to you have to reconcile that with the desires of the athletic directors and the presidents in the conference, right? Like really, mostly really the presidents, the, the board members. That's kind of the people you have to reconcile it with. Now, some of those folks at those schools, like Jamie Pollard, has a lot of power at Iowa State, right? Like that is a – I mean, what he's done with those programs, football, basketball, it's a very singular voice, right? And I think Gene Taylor at Kansas State. So those guys wield a lot of power at those respective schools. So like there is a level of appeasing those people. And those, those individuals are concerned about their bottom lines. And so it's this dance of Brett Yormark is pitching them ideas, feeding them stuff. And they've got to be like, this sounds great, but you know, we serve Kansas state, we serve Iowa state. And so that's why I think it's been really successful is that, you know, he's gotten the green light and he's, you know, he's got a television deal done. He's obviously exploring expansion uh, he is now you know, exploring, obviously, further expansion. It's happening now. He gets the Oklahoma and Texas hurdle cleared. So I think it's this dance that you have to realize that these schools just went through a pretty traumatic experience of losing OU in Texas. And uh, Brett has kind of got them out of defense mode and into offense mode, right? Like, all right, who are we going to take? 
you know, Bob Bowles gets the new teams. Uh, Brett's there to be like, all right, television deal. And then the OU Texas split, because we all want that. Make sure we get some money on the way out. And then further expansion. And, you know, I think some of the ADs like, whoa, 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 hold on. But I think maybe um, long term, the best thing is kind of the, the way Brett Yormark is, is handling things. Well, I mean, you mentioned like the next stop being who we're going to go get. I, I mentioned yesterday, I heard somewhere that his like big three objectives were like to new TV deal, Exodus. And then like you're saying, the third was to find new teams, new schools. And it's kind of that moment where you're here to kick butt and chew bubble gum and you're all out of bubble gum, right? Like right. I, the conference, uh, the Pac-12 conference put out a statement on Monday afternoon, I guess, here in Texas. Um, I guess it might have been earlier in the day over on the West Coast, but that the 10 Pac-12 universities look forward to consummating successful media rights deal with parentheses S, so potentially deals in the very near future based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media rights partners over the past weeks. We remain highly confident in our future growth and success as a conference united in our commitment to one another. That doesn't tell me much, except that someone at the Pac-12 thought they needed to say something. So why right. is that? <laughs> so so we have to understand that this, there's a two there's a two-prong thing happening here. It, the Pac-12 thought they would have a television deal by now. There has been a lot of negative press about the fact they have not gotten a deal done and it looks like they're going to go majority streaming. And also we saw last week in the athletic, at least one PAC 12 AD was upset. Now it sounds like there has been some heat that that's Arizona state. And what happened previously was that Arizona really did float the idea of wanting out of the big 12. They really do want to go with ASU though. I think there is a desire to be together. And I think ASU might've been tentative. Well, ASU might not be one foot out right now. There is, I think some frustration from a, a lot of schools. There's a lot of sc schools that are frustrated. Um, especially if you look at Oregon or Washington, you know, I, I'm just going to be honest, and I, I've been honest on my show about this. The two best brands out there, I think, if you combine the Pac-12 and the Big 12, are uh, are Washington and Oregon. Uh, I think those are the two best brands because Washington's in Seattle, and Oregon is Nike's college football school. Those two things go together. Those are two very big brands. But – those schools think and, and probably should be earning more than it looks like they might make. And the problem with the, the reason is they're not going to make a ton is because it's not really deep league. Like, you know, the television companies are not clamoring to put, and I'm sorry to say this, but Washington state and Oregon state and even ASU and Arizona to some extent, like they're not, they're not clamoring to put them on TV. And so because of this, their conference has been devalued a bit. And also, you know, the big 12 getting television deal done first was huge. Now, I think a lot of people on the Pac-12 side might say, well, they, they traded cost, uh, you know, that they, they took a lesser deal. And I mean, we'll see. We'll see if that's true. Like, I actually kind of think they got what the schools are worth, to be honest, in the open market. I think it's a fair deal. It's not nowhere near the Big Ten. It's nowhere near the, uh, the SEC, what they're going to get. But I think, it's, I think it's a pretty decent deal for a really competitive conference in football and basketball that provides a lot of compelling inventory. That's what all this is about, compelling inventory for advertising. And – the Pac-12 puts that out because right now I think everybody sees what's happening. The Big 12 has cleared every hurdle, right? They've cleared adding new schools, which stopped the Pac-12 from adding those schools, and Big 12 schools. I can't add them either. They've cleared the OU, uh, the OU Texas issue, and they've cleared the television thing. And actually, the OU Texas thing came last, which is really important because now, now the Big 12 has really only got one focus left, right? Like we know an OU in Texas is leaving. So what can you focus on now? Realignment. You can focus on adding more schools. And so if you're the Pac-12 and you've got nothing done, it looks like the Big 12 undercut you. Now the Big 12 might be more aggressive now and some of your schools are upset. You have to do something, I guess, was the calculus here. But <laughs> nobody read that was like, oh, I feel much better now. 
you know, the deal. I like the way you said right. deals, like the deal with the S in the middle. I mean, who is like, you know what? George Klyavkov's got some. And I've always said this. I think we're going to get a deal done. I think that's going to happen. But I, the odds, I think the odds have, have very much swung in a different direction. You know, this is this is no longer a, you know, a 90-10 proposition that the Pac-12 is going to get a massive television deal uh, and, they're, and they're not going to lose schools. I, I would say it's much closer now to, you know, 70-30, maybe in 60-40, because I think that the, the Big 12 is now a impressive option. And one more thing, sorry, going on here. But worked with Adam Rittenberg today over ESPN on SiriusXM. He said, if something doesn't get done in the next four to six weeks, and I think he was just throwing that out there, but he's in the know. And he's talking to Pac-12 ADs. Four to six weeks, like, if there's not something done, he goes, I think there's going to be some serious consternation. And Adam would not be saying that without, you know, some really good inside information. I know he's been talking to some Pac-12 ADs. So that's why. I think they know the clock is ticking, Parker. And I think they know the biggest rival is the Big 12 and, and they're back on their feet when it comes to maybe adding more schools. Well, and I'd like to talk to you for a second about what does that mean for the U of H, if that's all right. I... All right. So if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like me and you eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise on taste, man, I've got just the thing for you and you've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty seriously they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you plus they're perfect for your new year's resolution what make both are so good for starters they're covering 100 percent real chocolate that's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros what's even better is they're healthy at just 130 calories four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein per most bars. And now, you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, have been talking about ordering at Built, uh, Built Bars at Built.com, but now you get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today or walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can grab a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, uh, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. I've been for a long time now recommending the coconut almond because I'm an almond joy guy myself. So make sure you go check that out at Walmart or Sam's Club. Or if you'd rather like wait for a certain flavor specifically, go to built.com. I think Houston's in a particularly unique spot as like the newbie in the conference. Right. Um, because they're kind of coming in, they're only they only know the new TV deal. They I guess they play one year with Texas and Oklahoma. Um, and you know, I, I guess that that you could throw things a little bit. There's obviously in-state rivals with Texas and Texas gets to come to Houston this year. And that's going to be a big ticket. So that we hope and those kind of things. Right. Um, but as Houston comes into the conference and the conference continues to look for growth, what does that do? I mean, Houston's dealing with, they just got out of TV deals in the American that were like right. $7 million at school. They're now coming into like, was it 32? And like, what are we talking about potentially happening if this is a true coast-to-coast -coast conference come 2031 when it's time to re-up? So the, the financial part of this is really interesting. There, there's two things you have to consider here. There is the immediate financial impact, like I mentioned earlier, right? The ADs, that's what they're concerned with. And then there is the long-term impact of what it would mean to essentially gut the Pac-12, right? Like if you take, let's just, I think the big, the big talk is the four corner schools, Utah, Colorado, Air, Colorado Arizona, ASU. I would the point out Colorado was a Big 12 school, too. It was like, that's not school, exactly. crazy. And also they have a school in Utah, right? BYU is a school BYU's in Utah, coming and in. they are part of the conference. And Arizona is, you know, Arizona and Arizona State are, I mean, they are they are not like completely natural fits, but I mean, it's not like they're, you know, you know, 
50 states. This is not uh, California all the way to Maryland situation. If right. you're adding those schools, right? You know, I know we're adding UCF, but like a majority of the Big 12 teams are concentrated in the middle of the country. Arizona is not a crazy part, you know, way away. And also it's not an impossible. It's not a very hard place to get to either. Uh, you know, Tucson and Tempe are not like remote parts of the country. <laughs> so I think. I think when you factor that stuff in and you imagine a, a, a situation where four of those schools go, right, or even two of them, I think it really begins to weaken the conference and weaken their stance. Even if they add SMU and even if they add S, you know, uh, SDSU, like what is it really doing? The one – so you know, that's why I think if you're, if you're making the argument for expanding, um, it makes sense because what happens if you gut the Pac-12, you might have to lose some money on the front end in terms of distribution, right? Like some of the big 12 schools are giving up more money until UCF, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati get their full share. But what happens when the next television contract comes around and the PAC 12 is basically the, you know, they're closer to the AAC or the mountain West than they are the big 12. The big 12 instantly becomes a more desirable television product because really, if we're talking about tell, you know, about conferences that are coming to the television market, because the ACC is locked into 2036, the only ones that will become available in the next 12 years, 13 years, are the Big Ten, are the SEC, and the Big 12. And so because you're one of those three leagues, and look, you're not the Big Ten, you're not the SEC, but still, uh, people need inventory. And I know basketball right. is not the number one thing on everybody's mind, but also it's 20% of revenue. It's still a very pretty large chunk. And the NCAA tournament makes a lot of money. The Big 12 makes a ton of money from it because their teams do so well in it. They make a lot of money from that thing. Um, and think about the extra bowl games that you're going to play as well. So right. like you, this creates an opportunity there, but to go back to the other part of it, the one thing that's going to happen is there might be a financial loss. And that, that is because ESPN has agreed to pay out their share. If the big 12 adds power five schools, it's called pro rata. So the big 12 were to add Arizona. Let's just say the ESPN is paying out $24 million per school right now. Arizona would warrant for $24 million. Fox has not agreed to pay their share mm -hmm two power five schools, right? So they, they might only be willing to do, let's just say 5 million per school. And so then what happens, and we're going to have this a little bit now is it falls on the member schools to basically make everybody a full member, right? I don't think you can bring an ASU in Arizona, Utah, Colorado in if they're not getting the full complement, right? They're not going to take a share and no offense to Houston or BYU, Cincinnati, but they were in the AC. Oh, yeah. Like you mentioned getting much less. The, these schools do not expect to get a much less. <laughs> so you have to treat them as such. And so that's the balance. Are the current ADs willing to sacrifice potential monies right now? But down the line, when we go back to market and say, look, the PAC 12 is sure that, or I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure we're going to Washington state at that point, but like who is going to, who wants the zombie PAC 12 with Oregon, the Oregon schools, the Washington schools, and then like, Fresno, oh, by the way, Cal and Stanford who don't rate well at all. Fresno, Boise, San Diego State, SMU. You know who who's really going to bid the same way for the Big Twelve with those schools? They're not. They're, I don't think they are. And so I think that's that's where this is coming from. So short term loss in terms of money, but for long term potential gain and growth. Well, in the short term loss. It would be a loss between like years one, two, and three in the Big Twelve to years three, correct? Two, four, five. The television contract is only five years long, right? It's, it's but not a for, massive contract yet. for Houston, it's still so much more than they had, right? Um, it there's a world where it feels like a gain, even if there's like a spike in the middle, like a bell curve. Um, 
talk to me about so Houston obviously is a recruiting hotbed for the whole conference. I don't think recruiting runs as quite like dollars do, but if you're Oregon and you are the Nike school of America, right? Like it's Phil Knight's alma mater. They get all the uniforms, all the cleats, all the snoos, or whatever. Right. Um, and the money for facilities from Phil. Um, why would the big 12 be appealing as opposed to the sec or big 10 to Oregon? Because I, as a Houstonian like that matchup, I like the idea of getting to, a play West Coast games in Oregon. I like right. the ability, to like say, hey, we're gonna be the late night game Saturday night. We're the only ones on TV, right? Like, I like that time slot for us. Why are we intriguing to them? So this is where it gets really interesting. I don't think I don't think they necessarily are. I don't think Oregon and Washington are that interested in joining the Big Twelve. They might have to though, because if you're if you want to play big boy college football and big boy college basketball, like you cannot like they cannot do that in a league where their stiffest competition is each other, Washington state and God love Oregon. And like, and once again, I, I hate mentioning those programs like this, but like some schools just don't rate well. They just don't it's no, the, yeah. it's the way this thing works. And that's the issue. And here's the reason why they can't join the big 10, the big 10. So if they're paying if the big 10 is paying out $90 million a school, $80 million a school for them to add Oregon and Washington, the big twelve, the uh, the Big Ten ads basically and, and presidents have to have to essentially see those schools as um, as plus money programs, right? So they would have to be added on, and that would have to grow their revenue. Well, the television companies don't see it that way. They don't see them as seventy five, eighty million dollar properties apiece. Now, I'm not saying they see Purdue and Northwestern and Maryland that way, but that's the payout because revenue shares are that way. So right. if you're saying, okay, well, we have to make sure we're growing the conference revenue, right? Or at least keeping it the same level, that's that would be the dollar figure, right? Or else you're just going to split more money. Now, there is a chance that those schools would take less money to join the league, but once again, you know, you know, a lesser share. But also, it seems like the Big Ten ADs are pretty uh, and presidents are pretty resistant to that. The Northwesterns, the Iowas, the Indianas, the Illinois, the Purdue's, the Maryland's, the Rutgers. Adding two more programs like that, where does that put you in the pecking order? Adding USC and UCLA does a lot money-wise for you, right? It puts you in a really good spot. And also, yeah. like, those are good programs, but in football, like, you're not adding Alabama. USC is good, but, like, I mean, Tulane beat USC this year, right? <laughs> Like oh, it's not, it's not like Houston saw Tulane. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like they're not impossible to beat. Like these schools are not impossible to beat. Very good programs, not impossible to beat. And so, you know, you, you had Oregon and Washington, like those are two, those are two programs. They have both been to the college football playoff, right? So you're, and, you're, and, and one just had 10 and three season. And, and obviously it looks like, uh, um, uh, totally forgetting the guys, Kenny Dillingham, oh, Kenny Dillingham, um, uh, totally forgetting the Oregon coach's name off the top of my head. I uh, was doing a really good job. The, the guy from or the guy from Georgia, whatever his name. I was is. about to say Chris Ball is no longer Chris. Uh, Ball, yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting the coaches. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, but um, they're clearly going in better directions, and so they would not want to add those schools for those reasons, in my opinion, because they're better schools and they don't guarantee more money. But if we're evaluating every Big Twelve school at about thirty million dollars, well, if I'm Brett Yormark, I'm going to Fox and ESPN saying, if I bring you Oregon and Washington into this fold. They are, they should command at least forty, maybe even fifty million dollars a piece, which obviously would then get distributed out to everybody else. And so, I think while for the Big Ten, Oregon and Washington might not add money because that's a ridiculous amount of money. 
Like <laughs> 80, 70, $80 million per team is a ridiculous amount of money. They might not command that, but 45, 50, if they command that, and they wouldn't make that much, obviously, but they would end up being in the mid thirties, you know, to forties. So that's kind of the balance here is that, look, if that's the best deal they can get, they should take that. They should definitely take that. I think those schools might be willing to trade a few million dollars. That means they can remain in the Pac-12. But the problem is they're not even hitting the big, the big 12's benchmark right now. And that's a huge problem for them because it sounds like that's what they were promised. And they're not getting that right now. And nobody's really biting to, to do it. Well, and so I want to talk to you for a second about I, I have this crazy theory. All right, so we're officially at the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the sports, sports book app from FanDuel. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to threes drained. What I'm going to recommend you do right now is go hammer this one while you can because currently the Denver Nuggets are at plus 750 to win the NBA championship. And now I know that feels like a far off thing. I mean, you don't think about Denver as a championship winning franchise. However, how often you can get that good odds on a team with a two-time MVP that's playing like he wants his third along the way to an NBA championship in a wild Western conference with all kinds of things very, very much wide open. The Nuggets at plus 750 are my bet right now. And I'm telling you to at FanDuel plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at payouts with same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your fir- no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And I guess I've done this more on Twitter than I have on the show because it's not necessarily su- super Houston-centric. But I do feel like BYU was a weird linchpin in this whole thing in that once the Big 12 was willing to go that far west, suddenly the floodgates opened on the TV markets because, like you mentioned, it's not that much farther to get to Oregon. It's not like to pull in those markets. I, like BYU is in the mountain time zone, not the right. uh, Pacific time zone. But it you're getting the Big 12 network in that many more states suddenly to go from Central Florida to Oregon is not a crazy ask when you're already from central Florida to Salt Lake city, right? Yeah. You're totally right. It's a great idea. Is, is, that, is that your conspiracy theory that they want to go? Just, yeah. I just, yeah, I think BYU, like, like why didn't the PAC 12 go get them? Uh, it's, you know what it was? It was the religious, the religious affiliation. It was something that scared them away for a long period of time. And Jake Hatch done a great job over lockdown BYU talking about this, but you know, they, they, they should honestly, and looking back on that now, they really cut their nose off despite their face. I mean, how much do you think they wish they had pulled a BYU? And actually, honestly, they had decided after the Big 12 lost Oklahoma and Texas that they, they did not make a serious pass in any Big 12 schools. And I think now uh, how, how different this would be if they'd made a pass at TCU, right? At TCU. Seriously. Because guess what? Guess where they're going right now? They're going to Dallas. They want they want Southern Methodist University. Who look and 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 Stephen Simcox over locked on TCU has said that it's not like TCU has this massive pull in the market, but obviously it's bigger than SMU's, and obviously they're having more success in both football and men's basketball than SMU have had. I mean, they just made a bas- national championship. Honestly, I think this year's basketball team could have been pretty good. They, they've been hurt by injuries now, but 
I think this is this is you know the the Pac-12 was really kicking themselves. There was a window where they could have gone and, and targeted some Big 12 schools, and they did not do it, and they completely missed a window. And now the Big 12 can go west. And I'll tell you what, they're they're the league right now. The Big 10 will eventually be this league, but the, the Big 12 in 2023 is a league that can offer games starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time if they wanted to, uh, you know, 11 Central time. Let's go with that, and then all the way up to 9 p.m. Central time if you want to do that as well, too. That's the only league in America right now that can reasonably, I mean, some other leagues could do this, but reasonably offer games in all of those time slots, which I think is actually very appealing. It's certainly the only one that could offer good games. I, I guess right. like, right. Yes. The um the idea that TC was in the Mountain West and they missed out on them because they're Texas Christian University. Like what you're telling me is that Baylor saved the day. Once the Big 12 opened up the gates to Baylor, it was like, ah, oh, the religion, bring them all in, right? <laughs> like, the Big 12 didn't care about that though. It, it's <laughs> kind of like, you know, it's, I mean, if you're anybody, from, you know, it's from the South. I mean, you know, in Houston, anywhere in the South, like religion's a pretty big part of it. So like there, there's really no hesitation with, I think, with the Big 12 being like, sure, we have religious institutions. And I mean, they're checking off all the boxes now. I mean, they've got, you know, they got Texas Christian, they get the, the, you know, Baylor. I've, I think there was Baylor Baptist. Baptist, Baptist, yeah. Baptist. Yeah. They've got the Mormons involved. I know there's a lot of Catholics in Cincinnati. I mean, bring them all. They're, they're, yeah. They, they said, yeah, they said, bring me all the, you know, they're, they're making the all religions, you know, all religions, non-denominational conference, I guess you could say, right. You can, <laughs> you can pick whatever you want. Dealer's choice at that point. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, being a little bit looser with those kinds of kinds of things is, and also the academic standards. Like, if, if you really care about that football, I mean, what are we doing here? This is it's, it's football. This is not you know, we ain't, we ain't here to play school as Cardell Jones once said. <laughs> well, and that's where your mark and like being concerned with the money is. He's not when he says in his comments on Friday looking for culture fits. He's talking about big schools and big programs, right? He's not talking about yeah. like academic like. No. I, I know people that have, have very smart people from several Big 12 institutions. I don't mean to say that, but any of them are different than one another. But there is academic variance across the Big 12. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> look, there's no Harvard in the Big 12. And I, I mean, like, Baylor's a really awesome school. I know TCU's an awesome school. I know we have a lot of good schools. I went to the University of Missouri, large state school. You know what I mean? And, like, there's nothing wrong with large state schools. They're awesome places. And I'm a big believer, you know, that education is all about what you make it. But this is about, this is about athletics. And, you know, if you're out there whining about academic standards, like what are you doing? Like, like who <laughs> cares? Also, they we don't hold the athletes to the academic standards. So why do it really even matter that much? Like, like, like we should, you know, this this is a this is an industry. This is a business. Yeah. So why does having good why does having good academic institutions in a sports conference matter? Or I mean, there's a lot of good academic institutions out there, but like, why does having top tier ones matter? Like. Is anybody like, wow, Vanderbilt, SEC, like, isn't that great? But what is that? What does Vanderbilt being the SEC well, mean? They just steal a check. They just steal a check every, every, every time, every year. They steal and, a gigantic check from the SEC every single season. And good for I, them for doing it. But like, we don't, you don't need that in a conference. I would argue that Vanderbilt's offensive line takes a real beating for that check, too. They, uh, <laughs> the entire team takes a real beating. Until like this year, the basketball team has taken a beating. Baseball is the only one that you know, does, does anything for them. And that hasn't been a revenue sport until you know much recently for a lot of schools. So the, 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 the academic stuff, like, once again, I'm not saying I don't care about academics at all. But what are we talking about here? We're talking about major college <laughs> athletics. They do not care about academics. That does not matter. They hide behind the student-athlete thing the entire time. <laughs> Josh, um, you are obviously like 
as the host of Locked On Big 12, talking all things realignment all the time. It's an exciting basketball conference. Um, It was just in the college football playoff. Uh, But tell people where they can find you because you're doing a lot of things. Uh, So where can people find you and your work best? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show at LO Big 12. You guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, uh, you guys can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on YouTube as well. So after you guys listen to Locked On Cougars, you guys can go and uh, Locked On Cougs, excuse me. You guys can come over and you guys can listen uh, to Locked On Big 12. I, and again, go get acquainted with the Big 12. That's where yes. it's next fall. Like- we have a fun time. We have a really fun <laughs> I will say this. We have the best basketball conference in the country, and I can barely talk about it because all the news is circling around other stuff. But, I mean, on a night-to-night basis, we're having a great time watching hoops, and Houston's going to be an amazing addition to that. So, uh, yeah, fired up, and it's, it's, it's a fun time over at Lockdown Big 12 right now. <laughs> Make sure you give them a follow. Thanks for coming on today, Josh. Always. Anytime, man. Thank you all so much for tuning into Locked on Cougs this morning. Remember to make sure you hit thumbs up down below. Leave us a comment to let us know what you've been thinking. Thanks again to Josh for showing up too. Josh is always our Big 12 expert, expert so make sure you go follow him and check out Locked on Big 12. If you want to talk all things Cougar basketball, football, Big 12, Houston Rockets, Astros, Texans, what have you, you can find me at Painsworth 512 P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H 512 to talk all things Houston sports. I do want to send a shout out. We're all thinking about Splendora, Texas, just north of the, uh, I guess, the outer loop of Houston. Uh, obviously, there was a fairly large train accident out there with some worry about what's going on. So thoughts up that way. Also, are, we're sending thoughts and prayers to the state of Michigan and the Michigan State campus tonight as well. So thank you all so much for tuning in. We are going to be sending you guys our thoughts. Um, anyway, make sure you find subscribe to the show. We'll be talking about all things Houston sports to help you with a little bit of distraction. All week long here at Locked on Cougs. Locked on Cougs is the primary Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Go Cougs.